learned inventors and investigators of such etymologies adduce as that Florence is flowing at the Arno cannot hold, seeing that Rome is flowing at the Tiber, Ferrara is flowing at the Po, Lyon is flowing at the Saone, Paris is flowing at the Seine, and yet the names of all these towns are different, and have come to them by other ways. Thus then we find, and thus we believe that we are descended from a man of worth. Furthermore, we find that there are Cellinis of our stock in Ravenna, that most ancient town of Italy, where too were plenty of gentlefolk. In Pisa also there are some, and I have discovered them in many parts of Christendom, and in this state also the breed exists, men devoted to the profession of arms. For not many years ago a young man called Luca Cellini, a beardless youth, fought with a soldier of experience and a most valorous man named Francesco da Vicorati, who had frequently fought before in single combat. This Luca, by his own valour, with sword in hand, overcame and slew him, with such bravery and stoutness that he moved the folk to wonder, who were expecting quite the contrary issue, so that I glory in tracing my descent from men of valour. As for the trifling honours which I have gained for my house, under the well-known conditions of our present ways of living, and by means of my art, albeit the same are matters of no great moment, I will relate these in their proper time and place, taking much more pride in having been born humble and having laid some honourable foundation for my family than if I had been born of great lineage and had stained or overclouded that by my base qualities. So then I will make a beginning by saying how it pleased God I should be born. 3. My ancestors dwelt in Valdambra, where they owned large estates and lived like little lords in retirement, however, on account of the then contending factions— they were all men devoted to arms and of notable bravery. In that time one of their sons, the younger, who was called Cristofano, roused a great feud with certain of their friends and neighbours. Now the heads of the families on both sides took part in it, and the fire kindled seemed to them so threatening that their houses were like to perish utterly. The elders upon this consideration, in concert with my own ancestors, removed Cristofano, and the other youth with whom the quarrel began was also sent away. They sent their young man to Siena, our folks and Cristofano, to Florence, and there they bought for him a little house in Via Chiara, close to the convent of St. Orsola, and they also purchased for him some very good property near the Ponte Arifredi. The said Cristofano took wife in Florence, and had sons and daughters, and when all the daughters had been portioned off, the sons, after their father's death, divided what remained. The house in Via Chiara, with some other trifles, fell to the share of one of the said sons, who had the name of Andrea. He also took wife, and had four male children. The first was called Girolamo, the second Bartolomeo, the third Giovanni, who was afterwards my father, and the fourth Francesco. This Andrea Cellini was very well versed in architecture, as it was then practised, and lived by it as his trade. Giovanni, who was my father, paid more attention to it than any of the other brothers. And since Vitruvius says, amongst other things, that one who wishes to practice that art well must have something of music and good drawing, Giovanni, when he had mastered drawing, began to turn his mind to music, and together with the theory learned to play most excellently on the viol and the flute, and being a person of studious habits, he left his home but seldom. They had for neighbour in the next house a man called Stefano Granacci, who had several daughters, all of them of remarkable beauty. As it pleased God, Giovanni noticed one of these girls who was named Elisabetta, and she found such favour with him that he asked her in marriage.
The fathers of both of them being well acquainted through their close neighbourhood, it was easy to make this match up, and each thought that he had very well arranged his affairs. First of all, the two good old men agreed upon the marriage. Then they began to discuss the dowry, which led to a certain amount of friendly difference, for Andrea said to Stefano, "'My son Giovanni is the stoutest youth of Florence, and of all Italy to boot, and if I had wanted earlier to have him married, I could have procured one of the largest dowries which folk of our rank get in Florence.' Whereupon Stefano answered, "'You have a thousand reasons on your side, but here am I with five daughters and as many sons, and when my reckoning is made, this is as much as I can possibly afford.' Giovanni, who had been listening a while unseen by them, suddenly broke in and said, "'Oh, my father, I have sought and loved that girl and not their money. Ill luck to those who seek to fill their pockets by the dowry of their wife. As you have boasted that I am a fellow of such parts...